welcome to the latest episode of the Fit to Lead podcast. I am super excited to have friend, colleague, and awkward networker, Sean Hand, join me. So Sean, it's been long overdue. Thank you for joining the podcast. I know. It's such an honor. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Finally, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited to have you. So in typical Fit to Lead fashion, would love to hear kind of your story and how you got to where you are today. Sure, yeah. So I'll, I'll try to boil it down as best I can. Born and raised in Philadelphia, uh, married my high school sweetheart. We've been together 19 years. It'll be 19 years this month. Wow. Uh, married for 10 of those. And uh, we have three young kids, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and a one-year-old. We had a COVID baby. Uh, so I heard that was like the thing to do. Everyone was like getting puppies, <laughs> making sourdough bread, having babies. We're like, okay, let's do it. Um, puzzles were big. Uh, so yeah, so we have a six, seven-year-old, six-year-old, and a one-year-old, and wow. um, yeah, so we live just outside of Philadelphia now, um, and so uh, we both went to LaSalle University, and then after LaSalle, I had a job lined up, luckily, at KPMG uh, in international tax. Uh, you're familiar with that firm, right? Yeah, uh, a little bit. And uh, yeah, so in, in our transfer pricing and, and business valuation, I did that for about five years, and then... Um, you know, after five years, kind of picked my head up, as I think many of us do. And I was like, all right, I, I did a good five years here. And I gave it everything that I had. I was a really hard worker, um, but technically wasn't as good, I would say, as many of my peers. That was for sure communicated to me. Um, but I worked really well with the clients. And I, I did, a, you know, I, I enjoyed working with the clients. They seemed to enjoy working with me. Um, and so when I raised my hand and said, hey, listen, I, I hear you. I'm not getting better technically. And I don't, it, it, I don't really like it. Um, what should I do? I guess this is it. I guess I leave, right? And that's what people do. Mm -hmm. And they said, uh, well, hang on. I mean, we're a big firm. So check out some other things that the firm can offer. So um, to their credit, you know, that was, that was the day I've been at KPMG 13 years now, I just started my 14th year. Um, and so that, and that's the reason that I raised my hand and I said, hey, why don't you jump over here and I did marketing for four years or so. And then I raised my hand again and said, I want to be like back on the front lines of, and selling business and building business. Um, and so I moved over to business development. Um, so I'm responsible for, you know, building out the, the advisory and tax practices uh, at KPMG uh, at, at a few of my, you know, my premier clients. So that's what I've been doing and I'm enjoying it. Um, and then on while probably over the last five or six years, I've been building this kind of side brand and side hustle, so to speak, which again, you're familiar with. And uh, <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> it's called the awkward networker. And the whole premise there is when I, I'm what, 34 now, 35, so I don't know, but I'm mid thirties after a while, I'm like, whatever, I'm mid thirties. Uh, and then, but when I started realizing like probably around 27, 28, that I hadn't been out in the working world all that long, but I was on a, a lot of different boards and I was very involved within Philadelphia. I had a very robust network, a lot of executives. Um, and I had been writing down sort of my tips, tricks, techniques that I had been accumulating just through trial and error over a bunch of years. Um, and then so I started mentoring in my late 20s, you know, young professionals and helping them become better networkers and giving them my little tips and tricks and techniques. And then they sort of encouraged me to, to go wider with it. And then so I started a a blog and I started a podcast. And so awkward networker became sort of my mantra of, of, you know, networking is inherently awkward. Meeting new people is inherently awkward. The digital age or, or working remotely certainly hasn't changed that. 
Um, and so what I, I talk about is how to, to reduce the quantity and severity of those awkward networking moments and then get the most out of meeting people and influencing people and adding people to your network. Um, and then there's an art and a science around it. And so I started to formulate these courses and, and that kind of thing. And, and so it's been fun and it sort of, I want to say culminated because then that means it's like all downhill afterward. But uh, one of the, the highlights, I guess, of that side hustle was uh, right in the be end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I did publish my first book called That Was Awkward, Seven Secrets of an Awkward Networker. So it's been fun. And it's just been one of these things that you chip away at. And then you look back after, you know, an extended period of time and you're like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like, I, that's, a, that's a lot. Like I did, I, I, I built some cool stuff and it's been a really fun passion project and, and hats off to KPMG for allowing me to do that. And there aren't many employers that allow you to, you know, do, build your own thing um, and, and also work, right? And also yeah. have a full-time job. And so they've been really good at, you know, allowing me to do that and even encouraging and, and adopting certain elements and having me present and, and you know, mentor and train some of our professionals to become better networkers. So I yeah. love that. And I've loved watching on the sidelines as the awkward networker brand has evolved and grown and, and I'm right there with you. Right. So with, um, you know, my side hustle and wellness and, and KPMG really embracing and letting uh, professionals kind of be authentic and, and go after their passions and supporting and supporting us along the way. So, uh, and I think that's why we ended up connecting. So we're very much yeah. kindred spirits along the same path. And okay. I was really excited to hear that um, someone's prioritizing a healthy lifestyle, which is why I wanted to bring you on here, because as someone that's juggling three young kids, a full-time job, a side hustle, and then prioritizing your health, which is kind of like the epitome of what this podcast is about, would love mm -hmm. to hear what has changed. Well, you have inspired a good portion of the lifestyle change. And I mean that sincerely, uh, and, and I don't want to, you know, give you all the credit and, and make you blush or anything, but you were a good part of that because I always see what you do, right? And and obviously it's it's inspiring in and of itself, not just in fitness, but in entrepreneurial spirit, in building your own thing. So for many reasons, you've inspired me, but in this particular case, you've been asking me to be on your podcast for like a year and it would be so much fun to do. And I kept thinking like, I don't know how to tell her, but I'm not, I'm not doing anything health or wellness related. <laughs> so I don't even know what we will talk about. So you have kind of inspired me. So, so this whole year now we're eight months in. Um, so this whole year I, I changed completely uh, overnight um, at the beginning of the year to a completely plant-based diet. I thought for sure it was going to last a week. You know, uh, it's like the Super Bowl is coming up. You're not going to eat wings. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not going to eat cheese. But I've been, it's been weird. I, I've been completely strict about it. And it hasn't been all that, it hasn't been much of a of an issue. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm giving up much. It's been very natural for me. And I'm learning to cook a lot more. And there's, it takes some time, but we're working from home a lot, right? So, like, I can technically cook a, little, a few more times a week. And um, you know, make breakfast, you know, for everybody. And, and um, it's been fun. It's, it's been really good. It hasn't been as much of a burden as I thought it would be. And I've tried to give up a lot of other things and I've tried to implement it and they're hard. Like mm -hmm. I've started waking up at 5am to get my workouts in 
ask me if I did that this morning. I did not. Like, it's really tough to add things to, to your, to, for your health and wellness. But that one in particular, it's just one of those weird things. It just clicked and I never, and I ever was like, all right, when's this experiment going to be over? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't even think about it anymore. It's just become sort of a part of it. And I, I wish I could have done it beforehand, but I have, I'm getting my, um, that my lab's done next week. I, was, I thought maybe I'd have them before the podcast because one of the things that was really made me think about this was the, just already having high cholesterol at my age, already feeling the effects of poor diet, no exercise, um, drinking, you know, it was around the holidays of just drinking and eating crap and doing nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's just, it adds up. And, and as you get older, it, it adds up quicker and quicker, it feels. And then at one particular moment, I was wrestling with Eric, who's my oldest, uh, around the holidays, and he gets up and he like walks away to get a drink of water or something. And it took me like over a minute to get up. Like, it was so embarrassing. Like it, it was just me in the room, but I'm like, <sighs> and I got like took a knee, and I see Dean, who's our youngest, who was probably six months old or eight months old at the time, and he's in the high chair, and I'm doing the math, and I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be six years from now. Uh, when he has this kind of energy and I'll be six years deeper into this just poor diet and exercise lifestyle. I'll be in my forties. Um, and so I started kind of doing that math and I'm like, let me just start with something. And it sort of becomes like my, my, um, the diet itself is sort of become like a, um, like, like, like the, the anchor, you know, like it, it sort of has dictated now a lot of my other behaviors. We had a, a big um, event last night for our 125th anniversary for KPMG and I drove I had you know one beer I don't even know if I finished it and drove back now typically that would be an uber type exercise because there's gonna be like three after parties and stuff but it's one of these things where it's like well, I, I, I don't want to do that honestly it's a Tuesday I want to be good for today and I want to work out and why why do this whole diet if it's not going to permeate other parts of my life so it started to kind of create a healthier overall outlook I love that. I love that. And it is so important. I tell a lot of my clients to build off of what's working, right? So if you are, you know, the diet is locked in or you are able to get up and, and I would say progress, not perfection, right? So if you get up two days a week, yeah, it's not five, but you two is better than zero. So yeah, I love yeah. that you're looking at that as an anchor. Cause I think that's okay. Yep. And that's, what's weird is I thought about like, maybe I should just do like a vegan breakfast, you know, and trickle it in. But I was like, let me just see if I can just go cold turkey all over. And it worked. Now I've tried other things, all or nothing. And it doesn't work. And it just doesn't work. So yeah, like for certain things, it's like just sprinkle it in and then add to it as you go along as it becomes a part of your routine. And then the diet, for some reason, I did the opposite and that works. So who, yeah. who knows, right? Like, and, and different different things work for different people, right? Some, yeah. some like cold turkey, some like easing into it, like, a you know, like ice cold ocean water when you're getting in. Some people just like to jump in. Some people like, like put a toe in, warm up to it, you know? That's right. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's whatever works for you. And it sounds like the plant-based has totally worked, which I am loving. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And have you noticed a difference in like your sleep, your energy? Everything. How is that? Everything. Everything awesome. across the board. I mean, so it was a little like plateau-ish. So the first two weeks I thought would be difficult, but that was the more euphoric time because I was like, wow, like, and I was, and I track everything religiously. That's the other thing too. I have my fitness pal. So I track everything because I want to make sure that, but like, I look at it and I get, and I, I'm only doing this on your podcast. I don't talk like this normally I, because I don't <laughs> want to go high horse. I don't want to get like yeah. on a pedestal, you know, so it's, <laughs> because it's your podcast. 
but I, I, I look at it and like my breakfast, you know, I was, re- I was doing a comparison and there was an article that it was like in men's health or something. It was like a pro- protein packed way to start your day. And it was talking about like an egg, bacon, egg and cheese. And I'm like, that's just feel that's the opposite of how you, it's not a, like it's a protein packed way, I guess, but I'm doing the comparison and my breakfast, which is, you know, it'll be, you know, a typical one might be like an Ezekiel English muffin with some peanut butter and some raisins, um, chia seeds um, and, and hemp seeds. And uh, I'll, if I'm still hungry, I'll either have like a bowl of fruit or some like heritage flakes with some unsweetened almond milk or something. So it's like, it's a lot. I eat a yeah, lot a in lot. the morning. It's a lot of calories. And I look at it and it's like, it's all plants. It's all plants. And it's 35 grams of protein. And it's like, what do you, t- what do you mean protein pack way to start? There's other protein pack ways to start yeah. your day. So like I started to, but as I track these things, I've become like, re- I really, you know, excited about it. I'm like, this is, kind- that's kind of BS. Like a lot of the stuff that you don't have to, you- there's yeah. other ways. And um, there's fun ways to make it like actually enjoyable, like tasty. And so um, yeah. that's fun. And so there's like this euphoric, like, oh my God, I'm learning so many things. And then after a little bit, it starts to get a little, like okay, it, the, the enthusiasm starts to subside because now your your menu is very limited. Like you, there's, the, and then you start getting out in these social environments where you're at a steakhouse and you don't want to explain to everybody. So some of the the negative sides start to come in after like a first month or so. Um, and then once you get past that, then it becomes a part of your routine and your life, yeah. and you find new ways to sort of vary your diet and uh and that kind of thing but yeah so it wasn't like all up it was like up and then it was a little bit of like I don't know if I can do this and then after that that initial hump a couple months in yeah it's been it's been good and the energy everything it's it's so true whatever I've read about it has is 100% true energy and yeah yeah. I love it. So, so in addition to, to plant-based, is there any other non-negotiables in your self-care and wellness that are like, you absolutely have to do each day? It's, it's really tough because with little kids in the house and the work and all that, it, it's really tough to have like full-blown non-negotiables. I say the diet itself, one of the things it did for me was create a, it was like really my first like true non-negotiable like I'm not gonna mess with this at all my um newer non-negotiable is working out three times a week even if it's nothing at all like I was really sore I worked out a little bit too much the week prior because I was like at the beach I took my shirt off and I and so then like the next week I'm like I'm going all in like (laughs) I guess I just I saw a picture you know how that's how it works like we're ego we're ego yeah we're ego driven for sure is it yeah and I was like I'm not seeing enough results right so I'm like way too hard the next week and then so the following week trying to put together three workouts was like was tough um because I was really sore so then I told my wife but I wanted I need those three those I'm I'm calling it a non-negotiable but it's still in training (laughs) so that's I'm really trying and like I was almost not to that third one and uh I told my wife I'm like I'm so sore she's like do like a yoga or like some restorative thing because then it counts and then you you gotta think about that too like you want to be flexible you want to hurt yourself or whatever so I was like okay and I went on the Peloton app and I picked one I it it wasn't restorative yoga I don't know what I picked but it was like the hardest thing I've ever done (laughs) and I'm not a flexible person so I was like, I was just pouring sweat. I'm shaking all over. I'm like, this sucks. This is the worst thing to do. I, was, I almost fell twice. 
like, what am I doing? And my wife was like, that's not restorative yoga. What is it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what they clicked, but I'm like 20 minutes in. It's a 25 minute exercise. I, at one point he had like his, he's like, he had, I forget, he had like his arms underneath his legs, like behind his uh, oh, knees. No. And he's got his arms out. And I'm like looking at the screen going, wow, what, <laughs> what did I, why did I click on this? But that was my third. I did it. I didn't do the full, you know, arm underneath thing. I, I tried. It counts. But, it, it counts. counts yeah that's the thing it's like it counts I wasn't you know I was, it, I was sweating a lot but like I, it wasn't lifting weights and yeah. you know getting my beach body it counts though and yeah so that's like my non-negotiable I would say in training I'm, I'm really trying to stay true to that I like that I like that so along this journey along your health and wellness journey any books or podcasts that stand out that kind of helps you along the way one of the um so it's not fitness related but it's more wellness i guess or you know mental health yeah. related is um i'm listening to um how stuff works i know it's probably not like your typical response but it's fun because like and i'm trying to get my wife and, and others to, to listen to it too because it's, i don't know i just feel like sometimes you just go all day or a week and you don't learn anything like you know you have different experiences and you learn from them whatever yeah. but like you don't learn like we used to, growing up that's all you did and like I see my kids are just learning constantly there's so much cre- uh, curiosity so much creativity and um I just look at my life and I'm like am I learning like anything and so it's just one of those things that I, I drive a lot now I drive to clients I'm driving all around and so I just I'll always have that on and and they come up with a ton of episodes and so it's like like dumb stuff like uh, what was I learning about the other day and but it's like you know how you know clouds are formed it's like dumb yeah. it sounds so silly but it's just like I there's a whole, so much stuff I just don't even know about like I'm an adult my kids are asking me questions I'm like well I don't know <laughs> I don't know so it's one of those things that I I find kind of scratches that itch of going all day or a week never not feeling like you're learning anything um and that kind of helps me feel like all right well I'm learning a little bit more about the world and, and like it's that. a fun one. It's a fun one too. It's, it's not too dense. And it's funny too, because I always say that um, when it comes to wellness, right, your brain is the most like your mindset and, and having that growth mindset and being curious and learning, like that's key. Because once you have that, you know, like poor me mindset and, mm-hmm. you know, the excuses and stuff. So I, I love that. I love that idea. I want to check that out because I love, I do love learning and you're right. We It's like, you need to carve time out for that and find ways to do it without, Having to Google everything. <laughs> right. Well, how is it? How is it uh, helping your career? How is it helping your? Fa- it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. You know, just lifestyle. Like I just. It's just. Yeah. A, oh, I never knew that. That's all. It's just. Exactly. Just for that feeling. That's all. Yeah. For trivia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trivia, yeah. The yeah. trivia game. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I still have a long time to be on this earth. Hopefully, I'd, I'd like to like know how things work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So my next question is the zigger. The what is your favorite life hack? Favorite life hack is tough because, uh, well, it's tough because, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll give you this one. Hopefully this applies as a life hack, but I, um, I've i gotten into goal setting more. I, I know you're like, it's kind of, you're kind of late in age to like discover <laughs> that, but like I never did. I just would live my life and I had general thoughts, I guess, of how I wanted my life to go, but I never had specific goals. And um, doing, I was doing an interview, uh, I think it was for, I created the furlough network and you were obviously yes. one of the best, one of the best parts of that. Um, uh, but I think we're doing one of the interviews. I was talking to like a wellness 
expert. And she said that um, people are at their happiest when they're making progress towards a goal. That was her, based on all the research. And, I, and that stuck with me. I'm like, people are at their happiest when making progress towards a goal. And I feel that if I look back at the last, call it five years, when I'm making progress towards a goal, progress towards a goal, um, I can just feel it. I feel that I'm much more just happy in general versus when I'm just sort of like walking around aimlessly without yeah. any direction. And so I started to write things down and I, and I was listening to somebody else who was counseling me on this, but it, it, he talked about the importance of writing it down, writing down the goal, because his philosophy was that we all have this um, governor in our minds that won't let us write down a goal that's unachievable, right? So when I think about my fitness goals, I have a fitness goal um, uh, and I, I wrote it down. And, um, but I just jokingly kind of, as I was thinking about it, I always wanted to be in the, I always wanted to be in the NFL. I always wanted to be a wide receiver. I literally, my, my football career ended around seventh grade, but it never stopped like my goals. I'm like, I could do that. Like if I really committed myself, so as a joke, I just thought about it for a split second and my pen wouldn't let me write that as a goal. Like I couldn't physically do it because it's not real. It's not realistic. It's not achievable. And, um, but then when I wrote my actual fitness goal, which also seemed really difficult to achieve, for the year, um, my the pen wrote it, like my mind let me write it. And so to, to me, that's like, and this is part of that philosophy is there's a governor in your brain that won't let you seriously write down a goal that's unachievable. So by writing it down, you in essence have confirmed to yourself that it's achievable. And that in a way is its first step towards that goal, right? Because now you've just confirmed yourself, oh my gosh, it's achievable. And now that you know it's achievable because you wrote it down, there's nothing left to do but go. And, and accomplish it. And so I've felt that by writing down my goal seriously, I've, I look back and I find myself making progress towards that goal. It contributes to the overall happiness. I love that. And studies show that goals that you write down, you're more likely to achieve. There you go. So, love I know. Love yeah, it. my life hack is something that like probably most teenagers have, have, have like, no, I was like, so it's just crazy philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, everybody knows that. But I, I think it's I think it's true though. I don't think a lot of people formalize it, right? Oh yeah, I have a goal, like let's get married, have a house, get but it's like when you write that down and then plot it out and then look back and like, holy crap, I did all the stuff that I set out to do. I think that's yeah. so important. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Yeah. I love it. So um as we wrap up, I would love for you to share how people can connect with you, get your book, find your podcast and your and your website, all that good stuff. For sure. So the um, podcast is it's dated. I haven't been as up on it as you have. You uh, you got me there. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's it's called Awkward Networker. Everything's called Awkward Networker. I I've, I've either branded too much or not creatively enough. Like everything's called Awkward Networker. Uh, my Instagram handle is Awkward Networker. Uh, I'm also very active on LinkedIn. In, in that case, it's just myself, Sean Hand. Um, I don't want to pay for clicks on, <laughs> on LinkedIn, so I just go yeah, with Sean right. Hand. Um, and then uh, for the book, the book is, is on Amazon. It's, uh, it, it, it's called That Was Awkward, Seven Secrets of an Awkward Networker. Um, and the website's awkwardnetworker.com. And quick funny story for you wrap up. That book, my book, it, I, I call it, it's, I was a top 10 bestseller on Amazon. It's like, I have it plastered everywhere because it for like four minutes was in the top, top 10 bestsellers. Like it dropped right, like right after. I love it. Four minutes, it was a top 10 bestseller on Amazon. I got the notification. 
I was like, screenshot it. That's Boom. it. Nobody needs Boom. to know how long. <laughs> it's so yours. It I love that. Cracked I love it. that. And I will include <laughs> links in the show notes so everybody can easily connect with you and get your Amazon bestseller. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, I am so glad to finally get you on the podcast. Thank you so, so much. It was everything I dreamed of and more. Thanks for having me on, Allison. This has been fun. I am excited to share with you a new small coaching group that I'm offering this fall. It's called the Mindful Eating Mentorship, and it's an eight-week course that with less focus on tracking macros, which I'm totally all about, but more focus on creating a better relationship with food. I'm going to limit the number of people who join, so this will be a nice, exclusive, small group. So if you're interested in learning when the door is open, join the waitlist. The link is in the show notes. There's no obligation and you'll be the first to know when the group launches. Hope to see you there.